Welcome again to the SEM podcast. I am your host today, Zach Hewlett. Jack Bryce may be along a little bit later, but we're super excited for this episode where we get the opportunity to talk with the famous Michaela Menini. And we're, we're also really excited that we have a guest host today, Mr. Andre Zinkowski. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Great. Excellent. Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank so you for, what thank you for asking. What time is it for you right now? Uh, as we're recording this, it's just after 10 a.m. Okay, that's not too bad. Right. Yeah, I know you, you guys are uh, at the end of your day. My day just kind of started, so and that's okay. The sun is setting right now. As we I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Well, good. Well, um, Michaela, we're going to do a little bit of a special um, piece today. So before we get into the, the missionary stuff, Michaela has a, a really unique uh, opportunity where he works, where he's going to walk us through the Rome, Italy temple grounds and show us that. So those of you that are listening, I highly recommend that you log in and look at the YouTube video of this to get the, the picture. All right. Yeah. So Michaela, talk to us about your decision to serve and your reaction of going to Scotland. Then we'll go over the mission and talk about what life has been like since you've been home, and then we'll go back through the mission. So the floor is yours. Okay. Well, um, I was born in the church. My parents uh, raised me up, uh, teaching me about this possibility to serve a full-time mission. I wasn't really convinced growing up, but uh, at the time I was... Uh, 19, uh, the here in Italy there was this uh, obligatory uh, service in the army. I don't know if you have kind of the same over there, but you have to go. So um, I made a deal with the, my heavenly father. I said, okay, if you uh, if you let me uh, if you if you won't if you let me not go to serve uh, the military service, I will go on a mission. And wow. uh, once the, when, when the time arrived, I went to the uh, army uh, to present myself. And they said, no, you, you're not good to serve here because you are too skinny, you are, you're not good, so you can go home. <laughs> and so I knew then that okay, I escaped this, but I have now an, uh, I obliged myself to go on a mission. So um, after after a few months, I started to fill in the papers and uh, I sent them, and ju I just waited. So they arrived. Uh, I remember actually when I when I opened them. <clears throat> so I was uh, at the seaside with some of my friends for a vacation, enjoying my time there, having some fun. And uh, when I I arrived uh, back home one evening, it was quite late. I think it was one o'clock in the morning or something like that. My my mother opened opened the door for me. And she told me, okay, uh, on your on your bed, lying on your bed, there is a, a big envelope, a big white envelope. I think it's the mission calling. So I said, all right. I could not wait 
I opened it. Then I was alone in my bedroom, nobody there. I read it and I saw the writing of an Edinburgh mission and I was thrilled. I, I wished that I could serve in a foreign country because I wanted to explore and broaden my horizons. And so the Lord has heard my prayer and I was, uh, I was so happy to read that. I didn't know much about Scotland, uh, but uh, I sure fell in love with it. So yeah, this is the story of how I got my mission. So uh, timeline-wise, when did you end up entering the MTC? So I left uh, home in uh, I think November of two thousand and three. Okay. I think my first day, uh, the, the day I left was the 13th of November or the 15th of November, something like that. Okay. I arrived at the MTC in Preston. I think that uh, whoever decided uh, that I was serving on uh, in Scotland and they sent me to Preston, they thought this guy must know English already. because. <laughs> You know, back then when you filled the papers, you have to you have to write the the last year your um, your point your um, your vote, I guess mm -hmm. your last your last year of school. And I said, uh, and I wrote, I had ten over ten, which was the maximum. It wasn't really difficult to get this vote, but uh, I wrote that. So I thought I think that they thought, oh, okay, this guy doesn't need to learn English. Let's send him right. To Preston, and I was as Andre told on his uh, on his interview. It was quite a shock for me because I landed on uh, Heathrow, I think, in London, and I could not speak. I was just going around in this huge airport with my ticket like this, showing everybody. <laughs> and I found uh, some guy that was kind enough to point me in the right direction, so I was able to catch my plane to Preston. I arrived in Preston, it was very late at night. There was nobody there at the airport. I was standing there without my name tag because nobody sent me my name tag. I traveled without name tag. I had my guitar because I decided to bring my guitar and I was waiting there. I, I waited, I think, one or two hours and I said, okay, nobody is coming for me. They just forgot me. And then I saw uh, far away, an elderly elder with the name tag. I waved to him, it's me, it's me, it's me. And I said something like this. And uh, he was surprised because he didn't have a name tag. I, I, I had my guitar with me, so he, he told me that he, uh, he thought I was just a normal guy. <laughs> but I said, no, no, it's me. You have to bring, it, bring me to the MTC. And, uh, so it brought me to the NTC. I was I arrived the the, the a day earlier uh, than my my all my other group, the ones from England and the ones from and everybody else basically arrived the day after. So I was uh, living all alone at the NTC the first night. <laughs> it was unreal. It was something that 
I still remember the, the feeling of what am I doing here all alone. <laughs> so who else was in your group? So I had uh, Elder Rolo as a companion. Okay. And then uh, there was Elder Bradley. Elder... And then we, we were five. I think we were just five. And then there was Elder... Uh, there, were, there was two guys from England. One I don't remember his name, and the other I don't remember now. But yeah, it was just five of us, and yeah, we had, we had a, good, a good time. I was uh, able to catch up quickly on the language, and. Uh, I enjoyed my time there at the MCU. It was nice. Yeah. I, I remember that the the cook, the chef, it was an Italian guy. Oh, really? Yes. So I talked to him a few times in Italian. But other than that, that was my last time talking in Italian with anybody for a lot for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, what a unique! I bet that was nice to have someone that you could feel that comfort of home for just a little bit of time before yeah, you were yeah. kind of thrown in the deep end of the pool. Yeah, actually, yeah, it was nice because I, I still remember the first interview with President Bourdain. He was asking me questions I could not understand, so I kept on saying yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> at, at some point, he under, he, he, I, I think he. he he knew that I wasn't getting much, so he said, okay, you're a good missionary, go, go and learn how to be a missionary, <laughs> go your way. Well, <laughs> man, I really love him. Yeah, what a unique experience that those of you that came from Europe that didn't have that true full grasp of the English language just yet, I'm sure that was pretty uh, kind of an out-of-body experience of sorts. Yeah, well, course. um. Also, sorry, also the, the experience of the mission was a whole new world for me because back home I didn't really mingle with the missionaries. Uh, to me, they were just American guys uh, doing missionary work. I didn't know anything about them. Uh, in fact, um, I was the first of many of my age group leaving for a mission because before me, just a couple of guys went on their mission before me, mm -hmm. but quite a few years earlier. So after me, a long list of friends for their mission. So by the time I came back at home, I think we had enough take 30 mission, uh, full-time missionaries serving at, at the same time, which is quite remarkable. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot. Yeah, so, but also when I came back, I was the first, so I was all alone. <laughs> all the girls for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. So take us back. You got home November of 2005 or thereabouts. Yeah, tell that's us, right. Tell us about what life's been like since then for you, Michaela. Uh, yeah, so right when I got back, it was weird, as I said, because I was alone. I was really... Um, Kind of a person who, who goes out every night with the with me, with the friends. I had 
many friends from the church. We always uh, hang out together um, as you do in, in that age. Mm-hmm. And when I came back, I was just alone. Lots of girls, but no one in particular interesting. <laughs> only one, only one. And um, yeah, so I, I was, I participated to young single adult activities. Everything was going well, fine. I met my future wife. After a few months, I was back. I think one within one year, I was back. Mm-hmm. And so we started dating. I was doing a few jobs in between. I jumped from one job to another. Then uh, uh, we decided we engaged and we decided to get married. I was really anxious. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I ended up uh, moving from Verona, which is my hometown. You know Romeo and Juliet? That, that Verona? Yeah. I moved from there to Como, which is, uh, and you've heard about Como Lake, mm-hmm. the larger, the original, the larger, not the fake one. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I moved there. Uh, we lived there, I think, about 10 years. I worked uh, a few different jobs. I was kind of doing the same thing that I'm doing here for the temple, but for a big hotel, which had uh, like a golf course. I really enjoyed that. I, I've done that for a few years. And then I worked uh, in the reset in the reception of this hotel. They wanted me to work at the reception, so I worked at the reception. And uh, after, um, I think uh, seven years, um, my wife was pregnant, and uh, uh, we had our baby, which we named Adam. And um, a few weeks after my boy was born, I got fired from the hotel. Oh, no. Very disappointing. I was very, very in trouble. But uh, luckily, I was very blessed because I stayed at home, I think, just 10 days. And then I found right away another job. And I worked for... um, the company of the buses, you know, the, the city buses. Mm-hmm. I was doing a, a mechanic for, for those. I, it, it wasn't really, I didn't really have any degree or any experience, but uh, this job came out, I applied, they, they saw I, I was good. And uh, so they actually entrusted me with uh, a fleet of about 60 buses that I was uh, watching over. And wow. I really enjoyed that job because I I grew as a kind of petrol head, you know. So I finally was able to get my hands greasy and dirty, and so I did that. And in the meantime, I knew that the temple here in Rome was getting built. And through a friend of mine, uh, that uh, called me one night and said, uh, hurry up, you have to present your uh, curriculum, you have to present it for uh, head gardener for the temple in Rome. I said, um, okay, let's do it. 
And sure enough, they called me and made the job interview and they took me and I was, I moved in Rome right away. And I, I am working since here at the temple. We, we bought our house three years ago. And um, yeah, life is great. It's amazing. So you live, you, you live in Rome then? Yes, just outside the, the city, because you know Rome is a very big city. One, I think one of the biggest in Europe, actually. Uh, but uh, I live about half an hour uh, from the temple uh, through, through the countryside. So I live in the countryside. I, I don't really like cities. I like, uh, I like wilderness. So this is why... I really love Scotland. <laughs> I love it. So you just have the the one son, is that right? Yeah, that's right. So actually, I wanted to see if I can share the screen with you. It's not great the picture, but this is my son here. Uh, we are riding a small dirt bike. Oh, fun! One of our house. Let's see if I can show you. This is my son again. This is our house. Climbing the tree. How old is oh, your son now? Now he's uh, seven. He's seven. So my son, my son is autistic, and he's not speaking yet. He's not able to speak yet. Okay. okay. This is my wife and my son. Wonderful. And that's me and my son. This is was taken very recently. This is our driveway to our house. So just just to share with you the faces of my loved ones. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Okay. Well, good. So um, take us back through the mission now, Michaela. Start, um, you know, at the uh, the mission home and tell us your areas, your companions, and any of your fondest memories. And I'm sure Andre will chime in as you get to. The time that you both served together yes please anytime andre help me with my bad memory <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> okay so um starting off at the mission home i i met an italian missionary who was who was going home his name was uh, manino elder manino yeah and it was quite kind of weird because we just swapped an Italian going home and an Italian coming in. <laughs> and uh, yeah, still kind of all new experience, a little bit weird. And was picked up my, by my trainer, which was Elder Garota, Harold Garota. Oh, yeah. Did you have him on, on the webcast? Not yet, but uh, he's on our list. Right, excellent. So it, it, was, uh, it was an excellent experience trainer, uh, a great companion, a good friend. I was glad that he trained me because uh, because we had a lot in common, uh, you know, learning the language and the, all the challenges that comes with it. So he drove me, we went, we took the bus and we drove to Invergordon, or, or I should say Omes, which was our first area. It was the area right uh, above Inverness. Okay. Already in the highlands. Right. 
<laughs> we, had, we had a nice flat. It was uh, uh, kind of uh, a little, you know, house with two story. We had a car, which was great, and the the area there was, I loved it. I just loved it because there was there, there were a few small villages on the on the coast. Mm-hmm. Our area actually went from the east coast to the west coast all the way so it was a big big chunk of scotland with nothing in between of course right but, uh, yeah it was, uh, sheep and sheep and mountains mountains sheep sometimes and nothing else <laughs> that's true the, the other the, at the other end there was this village called ulapur which got mentioned uh, earlier in another podcast yeah we, we drove a few times there it was i think Couple of hours driving or something. So the branch over there was quite small. I guess it, they were about forty or fifty members, with quite interesting stories, as you know, they happen in small branches in Scotland, right? <laughs> with lots of you know <laughs> intrigues. <laughs> sure, but I really grew. Grew up on loving them, and sincerely, I felt really at home. Other um, thoughts helped me a lot with this. We got along really well. Uh, we didn't have much success teaching uh, over there. Uh, we were kind of stuck with just one or two eternal investigators. But uh, I enjoyed uh, going tracking, chopping, I should say. <laughs> And sometimes GQing, but by the end uh, of my uh, of my time there, I knew everybody. So when I walked through the main street of, say, Ones, I would say, hi, hi, hey, how you doing? And the same thing in Inverdorgon, the same thing in Bingo, and all these villages, which I really like. I, I like dri- driving. Through through these kind of sceneries, the chromatic yeah. earth. Yeah, it's beautiful up there. Uh, yeah, I, I loved it. And uh, so after Elder Garota, uh, he moved, and I got Elder Martinez. Oh yeah, it was amazing. I got along with him really well. He was from Spain. He's from Spain, and. Uh, so again, we could relate a lot. We had a lot in common, and uh, we had so, some great times together. I can tell you a little story that maybe I'm not supposed to tell, but anyway. no, please tell it. You have to tell the stories. You can't bring up stories and then not tell them. Sorry, that's not how this podcast I, I, I works. I hope Martinez is not going to feel ashamed about this. But. So uh, we were kind of uh, looked uh, with interest by the girls in these villages because, you know, uh, local guys were kind of <laughs> drunk and shabby, let's say. <laughs> and we were just, uh, you know, always dressing sharp and going around like, you know, I'm Italian, he's Spanish. And so we, we got all this... Uh, I think we had a small, uh, a small group of uh, fans 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they were waiting for us uh, always at the same time, like in the high street. We would wave at them. They would uh, send us kisses. So, <laughs> Elder Aurelio said the same thing. He said there was just this allure of having an Italian or someone from Spain or France that was just, I don't know, for the Scots, they just were like, they would ooze over how exotic you were. But that's right. And I, I, I enjoyed all of it. I actually made use of it. So throughout my meeting, I tried my best. And Andre knows about this. I tried my best to keep a strong Italian accent. I did it on purpose because whenever we chat and we knock on a door and somebody will open the door, I try my best to, to speak with the strongest Italian accent. So the guy would uh, start talking with me. Uh, oh, where are you from? I'm from Italy. Oh, really? Oh, well, well. So this, I used this as an excuse to start the conversation and to get in people's homes. And, it was quite effective uh, two times. Yeah. I'm sure. That's amazing. <laughs> great times, great times. So I had uh, really, really uh, fond memories of the spirit serving in all this. And then I got moved, even though I didn't want to leave. <laughs> I got moved to Glasgow. To an area called Rutherglen, Rutherglen, something like this. And yeah, Rutherglen. Serving with the Elder Web, which was uh, uh, earlier was with Elder Asariado, which he trained him. So Elder Web was kind of fresh. Uh, is, but, is it is it uh, Stephen? Is that his first name? Stephen Webb. Yeah, that's right. Okay. From Arizona. That's right. A really nice guy. He was, I think, I was supposed to teach him something, but it was the opposite. He taught me a lot. Yeah. He was a really dedicated missionary. He didn't spare any, any, you know, time or effort or energy or hour of the day. He was. He would always be on fire, going and traveling and teaching. It was actually quite hard for me to keep up with this because I was kind of a little bit more relaxed. Uh, I, I like to uh, take my time walking around and talking to people. I did not want to rush. And so actually in this area, we didn't have a car. We, we did everything by bus and a lot actually by foot. And it was at that time that I developed um, and knee problem. It's like uh, the tendons of my knees uh, got inflamed, and so they were hurting really bad. Uh, there were hmm. some times that I could not walk. I just had to sit down. And actually, when I stopped moving the knee, the knee would swell, and it was hurting even uh, more. So it was kind of a a pain, a painful period. Elder Webb was wanting to go and work. I was kind of holding him back. And I hope he didn't mind. But uh, and this this kind of um, 
can I call it sickness? Sickness. It's never left me. I still have it right now. Really? Yeah, and the doctor said uh, it's probably going to stay with me for the rest of my life. There's nothing I can do about it. But Just like hereditary uh, knee problems or something like that? No, it's like, uh, for, for what I understood, when you get uh, a nerve or a, a ligament so inflamed uh, in a part of the body that you always use, it's impossible to get it healed because you are you should uh, stop walking for like six months and this is of course never going to happen so yeah wow but from time to time i i'm still feeling some some pain but it's a price that i gladly pay for my experience in the mission yeah wow yeah so and the web uh, got moved, and the uh, elder Mortley came in, the Aussie guy. Yeah, Elder Mortley. Okay. Elder Mortley. So I enjoyed serving with him. We got along really well together. Uh, it was a fun guy. Um, at the at that time, we were uh, serving uh, closely with the other two missionaries, and I think there were Elder Osmond. And uh, I think I look awesome. Okay. Uh, yes, so we did a lot of stuff together. We did some uh, branch activities together. I really enjoyed this. So actually, let me show you a picture. I don't have it. I have it on paper. Yeah. You mean it's old school, it's printed? So this is Elder Allen. Yeah. That's me, this is Elder Motley. And inside here, I believe there is Elder Osman. <laughs> we had this giant inflatable you know, puppet because we were doing some free uh, um, car wash for the, as a branch activity. Oh, really? Yeah. So this is, again, a picture. On those days, a uh, good-looking group right there. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are there any other good pictures? Oh, another one from early days. Elder Garota and me playing guitar. I think this was a district uh, conference or something like this. Anyone else? I have a quick question for you, Michaela. Were you ever one that did uh, that did any of the missionary songs? Did you guys record anything on the guitar that you guys redid? Do you remember those those songs? Uh, yes, I remember. No, it wasn't me. I think it was. Um, I don't remember the names. Other missionaries whom uh, were serving at in Glasgow at the time I was there. Elder Dan, Elder Dan, and Elder. There was another missionary with uh, serving with Elder Dan in Motherwell. It was an English guy. I don't remember his name, but they were quite good at playing and singing. And so, but in fact, we did some songs together. <laughs> we we played a, 
at a Zoom conference, something or some email. I think also Elder Osmond sang with us. Okay. I'll have to go back and listen to Elder Dunn's uh, his episode and see who he was with at that point in time and yeah. try and piece it together. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm really bad at names. I don't remember names at all. You're doing pretty good so far. <laughs> I, I, I wish I, I rehearsed a little bit before doing this, but I didn't really have much time. No uh, need to rehearse. The, the magic of the podcast is that as you continue to speak, they come back to your to your mind, you know? It's right. the spirit bringing those things to your remembrance. That's right. <laughs> Let's see if I have a picture here. I love that you have your photo album. That's amazing. This, this is a picture from the flat in Rotterdam. This was our flat. This was our yard, and you can see the grass is overgrown. I didn't know it was ours and until <laughs> the, the landlord told told us, "Why do you have such a wilderness?" And in the here in the corner, there was a nest with the foxes. Really? So we, yeah, we had foxes in the middle of Glasgow. Yeah, it was cool. And so cool. one P-day, I took this old lawnmower and I tried to do my best to cut the lawn, but I. I think I burned it because the, the grass was so tall. I burned it. <laughs> you, you you broke. Was that your first first efforts of uh, lawn care in um, your career? <laughs> One of the first, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fun. But the landlord was kind. He didn't tell me anything. He said, "Okay, it's fine. I'll take care of this." <laughs> Let's see. Here we got a picture. I think this is the uh, Wallace Monument in Sterling. Okay. There is Osmond, Jacobardus, Red, and myself. You can't you can't see really well this picture. Here is another picture of us making funny faces. Osmond, Alan, Alan here, myself, and Red. <laughs> we were doing, as I told you, much hanging around. It was great. Oh, I'm... look here. Look who's here. Oh. I don't know this guy. It's Andre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's such a different experience, right? Going from the Highlands, where it's just you and your companion most days, to when you're in the middle of a city and you can come across one another quite regularly, right? Absolutely, yeah. We 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 met quite a lot every Sunday, of course, at church. There was a small branch there. I think about thirty or forty people. I remember the um, the branch president is called Thompson, President Thompson, Andy Thompson, mm -hmm. which I'm still in contact with him. He was the best guy. He always had us over for lunch, for dinner. He was really missionary orientated. He took us to the Sterling Castle. It was him that drove us up there and showed That's us cool. around. He was the nicest guy and also other members. That, I'm sorry, I don't remember their names, but they were really kind to us. It, it was for me, uh, as I said, a tough time there because of my injury, a knee injury. And yeah, the, the 
I, I really don't like big cities, so I didn't like going around, walking around. Actually, in our areas, our areas was famous because in our areas there were the corbels. Have you ever heard of, the, of them? The, cor- the corbels. Corbels, yeah. It's a, it's a a quarter where only meds would live in. So it was kind of scary. Actually, I think we were not allowed to go through it. We had to take all, every time we had to take a detour to pass this uh, this kind of quarter. And I have another story about the days in Rutherland. So I think it, it was every Thursday. We used to go in a certain place of Glasgow to work. And uh, we took every time this bus, that it's always doing the same way, the same route. And for one re- for some reason, I don't remember, uh, this week we didn't go that day. Uh, it w- we, we went another day, I don't remember. And uh, just by chance, I, I think one of our investigators told us, have you heard about the bomb that exploded uh, in such street uh, that day? And I said, no. I read the article and uh, it was supposed to explode the same day that we were supposed to pass through the, at the same time we were supposed to pass through this, this area. And oh there were the pictures of the, it was I think in, inside of a, a pub that exploded. I still remember that every time we passed with the bus, I, I could see the, the pub and afterwards I, I would see the pub that was just shattered to pieces. It was quite uh, wow. scary, but I guess this is a real testimony of, you know, the Lord, the, the, the Lord hands uh, taking care of his missionaries in many circumstances. Yeah. We could have been hurt pretty bad because the picture, in, you, you could see the picture of the bar exploded and the bus right next to it all burned. Wow. It is a miracle. Yeah, amazing, yeah. goodness. But uh, on a different note, I remember Greg's. You still do? Do, do you know about Greg's? Greg's. <laughs> That's right. This was one of the best. How uh, can I say? Cheer up uh, moments <laughs> for me <laughs> because we could go and take some uh, breakfast there or lunch. We oh yeah. Something feels on the pastries of the day before because <laughs> we right. had a small discount. That's right. I forgot about that. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Good memories. Yeah, so I think that's about it. Uh, so I, when I got moved from Glasgow, I went to Bridge of Dawn. Okay. And I was serving with the the uh, what's his name? The Welsh guy. Uh, the Welsh guy. I don't remember. It was quite. Uh, it, it was older than me. He went on his mission uh, later, and he was a very very silent guy. He didn't talk much. He was very silent. It was weird. But I loved him. Austin, Austin, Elder Austin. Oh, yeah, okay. Elder Austin, yeah. So 
it was again a shock because uh, in Bridge of Dawn we had uh, sisters in the same world. Mm-hmm. So I remember um, the first day I arrived in Bridge of Dawn, I unpacked my stuff and uh, and Austin told me that in the evening we are we would have uh, our um, meeting with the war missionary leader. I thought, okay, that's fine. And the war missionary leader uh, drove to our flat, picked us up at our flat, and uh, we, he would uh, drive us to the chapel. Something really nice. I, I really, I, I remember. I, I was like, wow, that's that's great. We don't have to take the bus to the church. It was Matthew Grab. I still remember his name, and Andre, of course, he remembers. Yeah. And on the way. We stopped to pick up the sisters, and it was weird because it was, I think, the, the first time I saw sisters in my mission. And there was Elder McGa- uh, Sister McGowan and Sister Sister Brown. Okay. The one, the one, the one who got married with the with the the. What's his name? Do you remember Zinkowski? You don't? Sister Crookston. Was it Crookston? Crookston. Oh, Crookston. Wait, Crookston was there after you. No, no, she was there before because uh, Sister Heap went to replace Sister Crookston. You remember? Yep. First, Sister Crookston and then Sister Heap. But I remember sitting in the car. Right, yes, yes. I remember sitting in the car of Metigrad and the sister walked to us. I was like, wow, I'm in heaven. You know, two blonde sisters with the blue eyes. They're like, wow, that's nice. That's very nice. <laughs> this is going to be a great uh, area to start in. Uh, I, I, I remember this. I loved it. I, I, I stayed with uh, Elder Austin just for one move, and uh, then I got somebody who I don't remember his name. Wait, you got me? What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got Andre. So uh, I, 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 the evening of of the of the moves. Um, President Vince to, told me in, uh, on the phone that I was going to share with uh, with Andre. He told me he's uh, it's, it's, it's a good missionary, but he's got some. Uh, um, he had a tough beginning in his mission, and so you have to help him a lot. I said, "Okay, that's fine. No problem with me." Oh, that's what he told you. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, as soon as we got together, I mean, we just clicked. We, we became best friends ever. Yeah. I think it was the best time of our mission with Andre because uh, we stayed together quite a long time. I think four and a half months. Three months. Yeah, we stayed three transfers. So I was in Aberdeen for six weeks, uh, six months, three transfers with you. And uh, I enjoyed every day, every single, every single day of it. So I think it's because me and Andre we got 
kind of the same sense of humor. Uh, <laughs> we could make fun of everybody, <laughs> everywhere, no matter what. Uh, we we just did what what we felt like doing, and we didn't care about what everybody else thought of us. No, but we were kind, so we we had fun, but we didn't, you know, make fun to to be yeah. <laughs> fun, fun in a good way, you know, just joking around. And I remember um, we would uh, walk, you know, through the day and uh, singing uh, our songs. Do you remember, Andre? We we we, we put our own words to the missionary <laughs> hymn. So we would we would just march like this, pumping our feet really hard, together, and singing. Uh, we are the Mormons, and so weird and prideful, or something like this. <laughs> That's so funny! <laughs> oh uh, goodness! And we would just give nicknames to everybody. To the sisters, to the members, uh, to our investigators. <laughs> uh, it was just great fun, you know, serving together. Uh, we would we would really get along, even because we were really um, kind of uh, we had kind of um, a thing about uh, cleaning our flat. We were doing pretty good at cleaning our flat. We we, we just kept this place like spotless remember andre when we cleaned it yeah i remember uh you being really <laughs> thorough with cleaning the flat and then i remember one one instant when we cleaned the flat and we were able to, we were about to go out and i was brushing my teeth and i spit in the in the sink and i didn't clean the spit so <laughs> So Manini made me to go back and to clean the sink after that. <laughs> I didn't remember. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and also, we were both uh, good at, the, I guess, cooking. So we would we would cook our own uh, meals. Andre was uh, uh, very good at cooking potatoes. <laughs> he was famous for potatoes. Potatoes and fish chips, or oh, not fish yeah. chips, fish lips. Fish lips. Yeah. <laughs> so now let me tell you a story that you, Andre, forgot. You didn't tell the story on your podcast. Oh, do so, you think you're telling the story? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it's, it's a good story. So one day we went out just do missionary work and when we went back for lunch i said okay you open the door and Andre said no you open the door but no you have the key no you have the key we we left the key of course inside our flat and oh, no. so we didn't know what to do we didn't know the landlord we didn't have any contact with anybody and our flat was in a in a building with many flats Remember, Andre? Yeah, it was in Kitty Brewster. Kitty Brewster, that's right, Kitty Brewster. And uh, so we had to climb a wall, jump over the wall to go on the back yard of the building. I left, uh, I lifted up myself 
on the on the window of the <coughs> on the staircase because nobody was home we tried buzzing other people's apartment but nobody would answer so i i went inside the staircase and then i opened andre so we we got in the in the staircase and when we were facing our door we didn't know what to do and we started kicking the door so hard remember andre with our feet i was taking like yeah, all the way from the from the stairs, bam, and this huge noise, and nobody was home, so nobody really noticed it. We kicked it until we got it open, so we were able to come in the flat. And afterwards, I think I fixed it because you know I will always be kind of a handyman, so I took some screw, fixed the door, so it was able to be closed again. But yeah, it was that was pretty an adventure. Yeah, <laughs> you broke the door in the flat. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember that. I remember we, we climbing, but I don't remember breaking the door. So it's probably been really traumatic for me. <laughs> My brain just hid it from me. <laughs> Andre was in the corner, like no. Uh, probably, probably, yes, probably. <laughs> he was quite kind of worried that the police would come and get get us arrested because we were, you know, trying to break in some somebody's apartment. It's <laughs> <laughs> really funny. Yes. Oh man. And uh, I think, uh, <clears throat> well, Andre told you about the story of our first. Uh, convert for both of us which is uh, sandra wood the nicest lady um, it, i may may i try to tell my side of the story of course so we were uh, chopping this day and it was quite kind of miserable i think it was raining or something like that and we didn't have any success at all nobody would let us in no but nobody was home we were quite, you know, down, and uh, we went at the end of this road. We we chopped the last door, and then Andre said, "Well, let's go back. It's, there's nothing we can do more here." But I said, "Let's try and see what this road leads to, because this road got narrower, and it kind of entered in a wood, uh, you know, in a wood." So you could not see what was at the end of the street. And we, we walked a few few steps and there was like a, a house for elderly people. And again, Andres said, okay, there's nothing we can do here. We can we cannot go and teach <laughs> people like in the care home. And I said, but, and I remember saying, but, but the end is, it doesn't end here. Let's try and walk a little further so we can see what's what's at the end of the road. And they said, okay, let's go. And at the end of this road, there was this little house, like in the middle of nowhere, this small cottage. And uh, sure enough, we knocked on the door. The lady answered. I remember I was, she was really not interested, but I was kind of, mm, I don't know why, but I was kind of convincing. I, I got to talk, to talk and 
I really convinced her to to go back to have us back to to teach a little bit about our church, and then uh, it happened. She she called us. I think she called us. She phoned us, and she said, "You know, I've been waiting for you. I've been praying for an answer to know what church I should join." And right back, right, uh, right when I stopped praying, uh, you knocked on the door. So. It was an undeniable sign uh, of an answer from from God, and it just went really well from there. We we enjoyed a lot uh, going to see her, teaching her, and getting her to know the brand, the the word, the British on board. The the Grab family was really supportive to us. Uh, I think once. They invited us and Sandra over to dinner. I think we managed to get uh, President Payne, which was the state president of Aberdeen, to go and join teach with us at, at Sandra's house. And uh, just an amazing experience. I really loved. She was kind. She was. She would drive us around. She would uh, pay for our food. She would help also other. Uh, investigators of us for hours. Uh, you remember uh, Don Davidson, Andre? Mm -hmm. <laughs> she had some problems, and Sandra would give her money to to be able to pay the groceries. Yeah. Amazing lady. Yeah. And uh, what else? Uh, we we got along uh, really well with the members in our area, particularly with the Adam family. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, once uh, when I when I mo first moved in the Bridge of Dawn, they were less active. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, really? Yes, and uh, I think when I moved in Bridge of Dawn, there were like about eighty people showing up at church on Sunday, and kind of I kind of set my own personal goal to to bring that to a hundred. And as soon as I went into this house, I saw so many kids. <laughs> Uh, they were a young, uh, young couple. I think the husband, uh, Chris, was about my age or one one year older than me. Just you know, so I I saw the potential there, and we started to go often to the in this to this house to do some service. You remember, Andre? We we did the, the bathroom. Yeah, you did the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> you were watching. <laughs> I was uh, watching. I was I playing. Think, with I think kids. you painted the, the hallway. I think. Did I? Yeah. I don't remember doing anything like of service. I remember spending a lot of time with kids and with yeah. Karen, just on the kitchen doing stuff, talking to her while Manini was fixing stuff like but bathroom paintings, things. Here's another funny story about this. So, <laughs> we I, I I done the the bathroom, you know, just. Took it all out and put in all, all fresh things in me. And so I I did also the electrical wiring for the heater for the shower. You know, they have this weird thing that you right. press the button, something <laughs> never seen before in my life. But they had this method to heat the the water for the shower. So everything was new. Um, they, they had, uh, I think they were 
really looking forward to have the bathroom finished so they can have showers because I think for a period of time they were going to the swimming pool to shower the kids and themselves because they we couldn't do it at home. Oh wow! So this evening was uh, kind of late. I think just before dinner, uh, I finished everything and the the owner Chris uh, went there, pushed the button, and he was warming the the water for to take a shower. And after a few minutes, bah, everything went black. All the electricity turned down. <laughs> but the funny thing is that it didn't just turn down in that house. It turned down in the whole street. <laughs> oh, really? So, uh, Chris Adam, which was kind to me, didn't didn't blame me. He just said, oh, you didn't know. Uh, I called uh, another member of the Bijondong World, which drove really fast to, to this house. And he was an electrician, I think, by by trade, by, by job. So he fixed this problem and he, he kind of took me apart and told me, well, you know, if you're not really an electrician, you shouldn't do these kind of jobs because it's quite dangerous. And I I remember feeling sorry for it, but also they maybe they didn't blame me. They didn't they were not harsh to me. They they said, okay, you you've done you tried, you've done something nice and it's not your fault. So but uh, yeah, we risked uh, quite a bit. <laughs> when when I took the the, the wires out, we were cooked. We were oh like, no! Yeah. Wow. But yeah, so through through service and just loving this family, we got them back to church. They became active again. They became uh, they had uh, callings in the in the ward, also in the stake. Uh, we did everything we could to help them. You know, we were, we were really close to this family. So, they were still they, active when I was in Aberdeen later in my mission. So okay. I got, I went to their house, and they were such great people. Great. Uh, the the old the oldest daughter, what's his name, Andre? Christine. That's right. Christine, Christine served a mission, which was excellent. I think she she got married to the youngest. Uh, brother of uh, Elder, what's his name? Hmm. Someone from from the mission. From the mission, yeah, yeah. Really? Uh, yeah, for somebody from Liverpool, I think. I Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, so they got they got married, I heard, and. Uh, Unfortunately, I think they got eventually separated. Correct me if I'm wrong, Andre. I think they got separated, and I think uh, what was her name? The yeah, I think she's kind of against the church right now. Really? Yeah. Seriously, I didn't. I have to talk to her about this. Yeah, I know that she's a member of Scottish Parliament. Yeah, that's right. She's very involved with that. But I didn't know that she's uh, not involved with the church anymore. Yeah, I'll talk to her and rebuke her. Rebuke, <laughs> rebuke, rebuke. <laughs> that's right. Uh, I also remember the the time when we, you Andre, talked about this story. 
of Bishop, what, what was his name? Bishop? Bishop Tobin. <laughs> Bishop Tobin, that's right. Bishop, President Brian told, told us that you are the best bishop in the whole Scotland. Ah, that's rubbish. <laughs> you see, things like this, they became like uh, memes for me, Andre. Like back then, they were not memes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> This kind of thing stuck on our minds, and we would make fun over and over of this. Uh, I remember Elder Anderson, I think, was called that was saying, Marvelous, do you remember? Marvelous. Elder Nelson. Was it Nelson? Elder Nelson. Nelson with, uh, I don't remember, Nelson and who was with him? The, the very tall guy, what was his name? Peterson. Peterson, that's right. They were serving together, and uh, Ellen Nelson was everything, every time. Was, oh, marvelous. And we would <laughs> laugh so hard and make fun of him. <laughs> uh, so, and, I remember we had even on our board this word marvelous. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. But he was cool. He was cool with it. He didn't, he didn't, uh, he wasn't annoyed about us. We would just make fun of everybody, even the even the members. We would make fun of the members. <laughs> Do you remember right. the, that sister? What was it called? The the hoarder that had the house filled with cats and uh, newspapers. I think it was Sister Hutton, but I'm not oh, sure. Sister, sister Hutton. That's I think right. you're right, sister Andre. Hutton. Sister, sister Hutton, man. Oh man. Did, all did three of us. All three of us survived meals at that house. <laughs> that's right. Did you did you tell the story when? We were there together, and the dishes were dirty, and so we sneaked to the bathroom. I think there was uh, Sister McGowan passing them from the kitchen to the table, and Sister Hick, but she was in the bathroom washing them because they were still crying. <laughs> yeah. we, we would get out of that house. I, I, I had the black suit. By the time I went out of that house, it was white with four <laughs> of cats. Jesus! <laughs> um, uh, but but, but, but I, enjoyed, I enjoyed this this time together. I, I really enjoyed this. Do you remember Sister Mead? Oh, yeah. We, we, would, we would make fun of her. Do you remember when we went for Christmas with the branch? You know, they had this, uh, this truck. And on, on top of the truck, they had this lead of Santa Claus. And a member played Santa Claus. We would go to the street of Bridge of Dawn. What do they call it? Christmas something? Uh... Yeah, Christmas caroling or something like this. No, something different. We would chop on the doors and mm -hmm. get money offered to go to the Red Cross or something like this. Mm -hmm. And we would make fun of Sister Mead because she was sweating so hard by walking from the door <laughs> to door. Remember that? Yeah, poor sister meat. Yeah, she was she was nice to us. She she had us over two times as missionary for some meals. Yeah, that's... nothing special, you know. It's just canned food warmed up. Us <laughs> missionaries, everything is fine. <laughs> Michaela, you you would have been with Andre then when you guys did Christmas caroling, and he passed out pass along cards by saying yeah. free cards for Christmas, right? I, I remember that we were in the high street 
I think just outside the mall, there was a this big, big mall in the high street of Aberdeen. We just outside there singing. Andre didn't enjoy singing. So at, <laughs> at some point, he got really fed up. I, I saw him walking around nervously, and I tried to say, okay, just join us or do whatever you feel like. Just, you know, enjoy your time here. He didn't, but... He did that thing that uh, <laughs> he up off the chairs and free cuts for everybody and huge mass of people going around. I was like, "Great job, man! That's right. That's the right thing, man." Yeah, that's so good. We had we had Christmas that year together. I think we did some nice uh, zone activities together. I think we we went to the um, steak <coughs> house. <coughs> Uh, the zone leaders were Mr. Elder Peterson and Elder um, the Swedish guy, Swedish guy, uh, um, the bald guy. Yeah, the bald guy. <laughs> what is this? Elder Bautista. Bautista, that's right. Bautista, nicest man on earth. Yeah, we had some fun times together. I think we watched some cartoons there. Right? all together also for new year's Eve, oh i remember another story that you didn't tell at new year's eve there was this uh stake activities uh, for all the members there was like a ball mm -hmm. and we missionary got invited and uh, but andres told me that well we if we go we might as well just go to dance you know, so there's no point for us wearing our uh, missionary clothes. Let's us let us wear normal clothes and go up there and dance. And I said, well, if you're up to it, I'm up for it. So we went there, and I think there were all the other missionaries and sisters with their missionary clothes <laughs> sitting on the chair, just uh, you know, looking, and myself and Andre just dancing like crazy. <laughs> I would be goofing around like with the with, with the young women and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, it was some nice there's time. nothing about dancing in the, the white handbook if I remember right you know dancing's oh, fine I think, just I think, just I think, yeah yeah <laughs> just don't just don't intimately dance in <laughs> fact in fact, I think that's what, this is why I agreed with Andre to go dance, you know, because that's fine. Nothing, nothing wrong with it. And so, especially the way we did, because we were just goofing around, doing some weird moves. He <laughs> was very good at it, Andre. <laughs> as long as you didn't slow dance with one another, that's fine. No, no, we didn't. We didn't. <laughs> but uh, we, let's say we were admired by by many <laughs> nice so yeah um what else what else can do we have any other funny stories in bridge of dawn i remember what do you call when you tracked together we, we went like us two and the sisters to track on the same road power tracking or something like this like a blitz no no we so to get say blitz that's right maybe blitz yeah we went and did some some of those and so i remember teaching john one leg to john 
<laughs> that was fine. Uh, I think I do remember the huge Hazda that was in the in the north of Bridgeton. What was the name? There was a huge Hazda in Bridgeton. I remember that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we we loved going there, doing some shopping. Well, was was it in Dice? Dice. That's right, Dice. You remember the family that lived there? The the the, the Frasers. The Frasers. No, the Frasers. Yeah, the Frasers, which were kind of less active, but mm -hmm. we worked with them. They were active by the, by the time we we went away, and also that family, which uh, the husband was not a member of the church. You remember them? They had a small children, a small child. She was an active member. But I remember, I remember talking in the in the in the World Council about the husband and the wife was there, and she got mad at us because we called her husband an investigator. She stood up. My husband is not an investigator. <laughs> okay, sorry. Andre? I was probably another. Traumatic experience for me. <laughs> also, there, there was another family which lived in the sister areas that we went and uh, had dinner quite often. That uh, the oldest uh, son was quite was um, almost our age, and he played electric guitar. And so, I got into a jam session with him, playing some Metallica tunes. <laughs> that was nice and also I remember the Williamsons uh, you remember Danny? Danny? Uh -huh. Danny yeah. uh -huh. you, you have a special surname for, uh, uh, nickname for him, remember? Uh, no, what was that? Boopsie oh, what? Boopsie Boopsie? yeah, that's right why, why Boopsie? Uh, I don't know if I should tell but <laughs> because because he was really a strong guy. I don't know if you ever met. If you I, I met I met Danny. Yeah, he he liked to wrestle. I think. Yeah. And so he yeah. had this huge, this huge muscle, and he was always wearing these tight shirts. <laughs> and so he was like he had big breasts. <laughs> and Andre came up with this this thing. It was really fun. I hope he doesn't I, I, I remember you you called him like this to make fun of him in front of uh, her mother, uh, his mother, and uh, Sister Williamson said like, "What did you call my son?" <laughs> and like, oh, nothing is just a joke. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm sure, Danny has forgiven you, and he's still a very active. I think he does like jujitsu now, yeah, if yeah, I remember yeah. right. Like. He's yeah. very, very good at what he does. Yes, he served. He served a mission. I don't. I don't think he. I think he came back earlier because of a injury he had on the back. Something yep. like this. Yeah, like I remember know. that. That's how I got to know him because I was. I started my mission in Peterhead right after you had left, uh, Michaela, right. and um, and then I knew he had gone, and then I got to know him. I was in Aberdeen. At the end of my mission, so that's when I got to know Danny. Yeah, nicest guy. Again, uh, what was his name? Owen. Owen is older. Um, 
brother. We Don't know that I ever out, met Owen. We went out quite a few times with him, just chatting and teaching. So we tried to involve as much as we could members in our teaching. And yeah. And, and it, it was nice to have some <clears throat> people of our kind of group age in the world because we, we can relate, we could, we could joke. Uh, do, do, you yeah. remember, do you remember that uh, recent convert, I think it was called Doug? Mm -hmm. the, sister, the sisters baptized him. Yeah, the Doug. I remember we hang out with him. Yeah, <laughs> it was nice. He had a nice car. I think he had a Toyota Celica or something. Yeah. He had everything nice. I remember he gave us the nicest presents for Christmas. That's right. That's right. He gave me a nice jumper. Mm -hmm. Foreign jumper, you know, quite expensive. Yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> so, again, the nice, the, the best time there because we were serving so close to the sisters and also to the um, Aberdeen missionaries. I think they were the zone leader and other another couple so we were I, I think eight of us in the same city we would often meet for district uh, conferences or on p days we would just do stuff together I, I remember going on and having you know playing football at the park well i don't i don't really like playing football i know it's weird being an italian but I, I don't like playing football, so I just sat down and played guitar as loud as I can. As I can. <laughs> hey, uh, Mikael, uh, do you remember we made these t-shirts with the Incredibles? <laughs> I, I think we made it at the Adam house. Did we? I yeah. remember us buying shirts and buying yeah. this paper. She bought she bought the, the this kind of printer who would print on t-shirts. So I think we were at their house that, that we designed uh, all these <laughs> incredible pictures. <laughs> incredible, and we took the our faces and we put them. I, I don't know if I still have that t-shirt. Yeah, I think uh, and the uh, sister McGowan and sister Heap were there at the time. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to see if either of them have a picture of you all in your incredible T-shirts. Yeah, I don't remember. I yeah, mean, I was trying to find a picture. We did some pictures of us wearing that. Maybe we didn't wear it in public because it was quite ugly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we had, we had uh, I, I had fond memories of this serving there with, with Andre, I really enjoyed every day. We enjoyed going, walking around, taking buses. I remember one time you tried to, to pick a fight with some, some, uh, some meds in the bus. No, and come on, I'm not fighter. <laughs> there's so many, so you many stories upset. already of me fighting. <laughs> you were upset for some reason, and you started to, I don't know, say do something, say something to them, and they were like, "Yeah, you are fine. Yeah, we will fight." And I, I, I just stepped in between and said, "Okay, that's that's fine. <laughs> uh, you know, we're cool. We're we're your friends." And uh, by the end, we just. Uh, we just left by saying goodbye, take care. So, so. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man, I remember about the buses. Do you remember the buses in Aberdeen? They had, uh, they they were they were by colors. So there mm -hmm. was purple color, the yellow color, the green color, <laughs> and there was one that was brown. <laughs> uh, so in on the top of the bus, it was written the brown line. <laughs> so every time I looked at it, I would say it out loud, pointing at the bus. Oh, the brown line. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was a poor choice. I can agree. Yeah, I don't know who <laughs> thought about this. But. <laughs> Another funny story. Uh, we were doing uh, a Zoom conference, so quite a few of us at the State Center in uh, in Aberdeen. And looking outside the window, there was a member of, of the church, of course, riding the mower, uh, you know, mowing the, near the grass, and that was wearing just the garments. <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> about this? Uh -uh. No. I, I was shocked. He was like, yeah, hi, hi, Anders. And he was like, just wearing his garments. He was like, what on earth, man? What are you doing? <laughs> oh, my I think, goodness. I think President Rins didn't see him because I, I, I think he would have gone to talk to him, but it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> he was showing his religion to all those driving by. Yeah, and, and because you know the the state center in Aberdeen was by the one of the busiest streets. Yeah, in the city. So. Yeah, it was. My goodness. Yeah, so I I loved again every day of it, and unfortunately, I then had to move. Yeah, but I moved really close because I ended up in Elgin. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Andre was really upset. I remember that. But I, I remember me tried to you know, counsel him and, and telling him, you know, it's not a big deal. We're going to see each other quite often. We're in the same zone. Uh, we are next to each other, like zones. We, we, we will find ways to see each other throughout the mission, I'm sure. And in fact, we did so <laughs> 10 times. So I was there with the Elder Dottavio. So the two Italians serving together. That's uh, right. And the Osram trained Elder Bottavia, and then I moved in. I, I remember President Rians telling me on the phone, uh, okay, Elder, I'm going to move you with Elder Bottavia, but you have to promise me that you, you you will not speak a single word of Italian when you are together. Said, no okay, way, really? That's yeah, that's no problem. I told, told President, that's, that's fine. I forgot my Italian, so that's fine. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> in fact, when we got together, we, we just we never spoke about in, in Italian. The only time when Elder Dottavio, please forgive me, but the only time I heard Elder Dottavio speaking Italian, he was cursing in Italian. <laughs> 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 because I think that day I was giving him a hard time on how he drove the car, you know, <laughs> because there is this kind of, so you must know, Elder Dottavio is from Milan, you know? Yeah. In Italy, they say that the people in Milan, they drive the car quite, you know, hectically. Mm -hmm. 
so this day i i don't know i gave him a hard time i was making jokes and i think at one point it was he had enough and started cursing me in time and said okay that's fine sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh wow yeah, so, yeah but i i had a, a nice time also with a lot of italian and elgin i loved elgin was a nice area i think you served in elgin too rather than crosby right that was my first area with elder yeah, thomas so i remember sister campbell Pauline Campbell, remember her? Mm -hmm. She was a less, less active. I really liked to work with her. She was quite, I don't know, down to earth. And she, yeah, was, she, was nice. she was also good looking, so I think that's a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think she had a soft spot for Italians, but I don't know. This is just a feeling. <laughs> she had a couple of options. <laughs> but yeah, I oh and there we had the car, so I gave my niece some rest. And I really enjoyed driving the car there. Um I think we drove quite a bit because also Elgin was a big uh, area. It was going down south. You know, into the middle of nowhere. We had a, a lady that we were teaching. <clears throat> I think it took us about two hours driving going there. But we would go once a week and she was quite interested. So we were willing to do the effort of driving down there. And also, I liked going there because there was nothing. And so I have to tell you a story about this. So I really liked driving, as I told you, from back home. And I like to do off-road, okay? So one day, I decided to take the little Vauxhall Corsa and took it off-road. And we were driving this, this uh, you know, dirt road in the middle of the woods. And I didn't see there was this kind of crossing. There was a, a small, you know, not a pond. A stream? Yeah, but very small. I didn't think much about it. So I went straight onward. And as soon as my front tire went in, they sank in the mud. And they sank so much that the bottom of the car, you know, the, the bottom up, the bottom out. So mm -hmm. we had no traction in the wheel. And so we got out, we covered ourselves in mud. We were just dirty as you know, pigs, <laughs> <laughs> and we could not do anything about it. So we decided to walk, leave the car there and walk. We would walk, I think it took us an hour to get to the closest farm. And uh, just by chance, we saw the farmer driving a tractor. And I don't know how the chances, that farmer, that was driving the, the person that was driving the tractor was the son of this lady that we were teaching. Even though it was quite far, I don't know why he was working there. Wow. So he recognized us and I said, Oh, it's us, it's us. Please, please, can you help us? And we went inside the cab of the tractor, drove with the tractor all the way, chained the car, and he pulled us back so we were able to go home. Wow. Um, we were out quite late at night by the time we got home. 
<laughs> I, but that's a but that's I, a miracle. Yeah, but I didn't learn my lesson there because I kept on driving out off road. I don't <laughs> know why. I, if I think about it, I was so stupid. So I remember this time, uh, my zone leaders were Elder West and Elder Crossman, I think. And uh, I was doing the changing exchanges, and I was with Elder West. We found ourselves in this muddy, muddy road. And I looked at Elder West, and I said, "What do you think? Should we slow it and go for it?" And he said, "Well, it's up to you." <laughs> And I said, well, what do you say? I was trying to get him, you know, if something happened, it was explained to him to blame. But I said, well, what the hell? I floated and I went, boom, I, I drove through this muddy area and it went, it went well. I, I didn't get stuck. So I, I was so confident. And I think a few days later, I was driving. My companion then was Elder Wood. Okay. He was also a fan, a fan of off-roading. So we took this kind of detour in the middle of the woods, and I started to do handbrakes. You know, <laughs> I, started to, I started to have so much fun that I, every curve, I, and, and there was this curve. It was so nice to do handbrakes. I did it about ten times. <laughs> The tenth times, I don't know what went wrong, but the front wheel locked up, and we went straight into the ditch onto a tree, and we crashed the car into the tree. So oh, no. <laughs> that evening we had to call the, the how do you call it the, the truck that comes to pick you up. The tow truck. The tow truck. That's right. I had to explain. Okay. Well, we are in the middle of nowhere. We are here, here, here with a map. I was trying to guide him. He was able to reach to uh, reach out to us and drag us out. And uh, that evening, I was coming in. I'm sorry, I crashed the car. It was nice. He didn't tell me anything. He, he said, "Are you okay?" I said, "Yes, we are okay." And so I, I think that that was the end of the car in Elgin. Because of my fault, oh, no. I, think, I think they didn't repair it because it was uh, an old uh, Corsa, you know, the very old one. Mm -hmm. So I think they didn't repair it, but uh, yeah, so again, <laughs> was a nice, it, there, there were just a few members there, it was a small branch, but it was a nice area. I remember going on P days to do the studying on the on the on the seaside, there was a, a beautiful beach. It was white sand. Uh, the, the water was crystal clear. It was nice. And uh, there was a, a huge cliff. Um, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, of course, we didn't go to, to do the, the bath in the ocean. <laughs> because it was, it, was cliff, but it was nice. Yeah, and so in Elgin, I think that, that that is it. Uh, after I served in Elgin, I went to serve. I went back to serve in Aberdeen. So out of my twenty-four months in a mission, I served twenty months in the Aberdeen Lake. So wow. by the time I was done in my mission, I knew 
very well all the members of the stake, Elgin, uh, Aberdeen, Bridgeborn, Holness. When there were like uh, state conferences, uh, it was so nice to, to be able to see all the members. I would just go and chat with all of them. It was great. Yeah, so when I moved back in Aberdeen, I was, my companion was uh, Brownlow, Tom Brownlow. Yeah. And uh, I really enjoyed serving with him. He was the best guy. Uh, he was really, he taught me how to be polite every time, everywhere, with anybody. He was really polite. I remember this. <clears throat> but we had we had some, uh, some fun times together. Um, I think we um, let's see. Uh, there was this story about how we found uh, this woman we were attracting this this evening, and we chat on this door, and this lady came to answer the door. And she was on a wheelchair. And I don't know why Tom asked her before saying any, anything else. He asked her, ah, hi, how are you doing? What what are you doing? And she's like, uh, well, uh, actually, right now I am uh, varnishing the floorboards in my living room. And Tom's like, what? How are you managing to do that since she was on a wheelchair? And she said, well, come in, I'll show you. So we came in, he showed us, you know, she was like painting a little bit, then moving the tin, moving the wheelchair, painting, you know. So we said, okay, so you sit back and we are going to take care of this. So we took out the, br the brushes and we, we painted all the, the living room and she was, you know, impressed. And uh, since then we kept on coming back just because, oh, but well, you know, you, you've done your living room, now we should do the hallway. After doing the hallway, the windows needed painting. After doing the windows, something else. And she was, she was really nice. We taught her. We had her come to church a few times. Um, we, it, it, she was nice. She was a uh, she was uh, a painter. She she painted the you know pictures, and she gifted us one for me and one for Tom. None of it were painting. It was really nice. And um, yep. So what else? Ah, about the time in Aberdeen, I think the other elders were. Heather Willis and Heather, the Canadian one. Archambault? No. Elder Bhutan? Sorry? Elder Bhutan? Oh, Bhutan? No. no. No, 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 no. You know, the big guy, you had him. I, I, I saw him on, on the podcast. Oh, man. Um, Elder McLeod. Elder McLeod, that's right. <laughs> and we were always, we were always together. We, 
we set up this uh, kind of uh, thing that of the PDE. So Monday night we would meet up after working, and uh, we would go and have barbecue on the seaside. I I remember I bought a small barbecue, a portable one, mm -hmm. and we would buy we would go you know, to Asda, buy the charcoal, buy the meat, and we would go to the beach and have our dinner together there. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And we we did the we did many things together activities and other things we would go uh, together to DAs at members. Um, we were really close, and uh, so there was this family, which is called Sin. Remember them? Oh Sin yes. And, really, and, really, and yeah, the and. And uh, what's her husband's name? I'm forgetting. But yes, the Sims were amazing. Brother Sim. Brother Sim. Brother Sim. So, so they had uh, quite a few sons and daughters, many mm -hmm. of group age, I remember. So this time, uh, there was this uh, steak activity, like, uh, what do you call it? Like uh, a talent show, you mm -hmm. know? And I convinced convinced uh, everybody to to do our own thing in the talent show. So it was all the same children. Yeah. It was Doug, Doug I think it was called, that was playing guitar. The other one was playing drums. I was playing guitar. The youngest was playing bass. The oldest uh, daughter was playing keyboards. And there was Elder Willis who was singing. And we sang uh, "Wonderful Tonight" by Eric Clapton, but, but with a twist because we did the first, uh, uh, first I just said first verse. Normally, you know how it goes like slow. Yeah. And then I arranged this kind of thing that after the first uh, verse, the the drummer would be like ta 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 ta, <laughs> and then we sang it like a kind of punk rock uh, version of it. <laughs> I was jumping around the stage. Everybody was like, "What oh, a missionary doing this? It's never seen before." And uh, this lady on the wheelchair, I think she was present there. She quite enjoyed it. So yeah, I think the scene had uh, a video of it, a videotape of it, but I don't know. Who knows where it went? Yeah, we. When I when I was in that area, I spent a lot of time at their home. We actually, funny enough. Uh, spent New Year's Eve like right before I went home at their home, <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, they they loved their instruments. Um, I think Matthew is one of the sons, um, and then Joanne was the older daughter, and and Hannah was the youngest. And then I, uh, I tried to date Joanne when I went back home, but he you did. Yeah. <laughs> Joanne was I never, amazing. I never actually got to date her because of the distance. Yeah. I was hoping to, but I was lucky to meet my wife. So yeah. That went well. No, yeah, they're, so they're great, great, great one, people. One night I went to their, at their home and cooked, uh, I cooked at their home some Italian meal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, we we had many many fun meals and just moments being in their home. They were great. Yeah, and also the pain family prison pain was a sick prison. Uh, I really liked going at their house. I think we we did some family home evening for the for the little. They they had like four, three or four little daughters. Yeah, and they asked us to do a family home evening for them, and me and Tom. We decided to um, to re- re- reconstruct the the vision of the of the tree of the life of life of uh, of the Book of Mormon. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we went in the garden. We took I think a rod or some sort. We, we we did all of it. We did the, the stream. We did the, we hang from a tree. I think there was this. Uh, Chocolate orange, do you remember those? Yeah. Yeah. Blueberry, chocolate orange, and we, we did everything. We took the daughters, we we blind them, we made a night turn, and they were like tasting and we were not knowing what they did. And I was like calling them here, calling them there. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Family home evenings at the Pains were excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were other many other families there, but I think those are the ones that I spent the most time with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but again, I really enjoyed it. I we had we had the car there, so we drove quite a bit. I think when um, when Elder Brownlow left, I was with Elder Midgley, yeah. which I really liked as well because Elder Midgley was kind of a metalhead like me. So we had <laughs> the same um, passion for metal. <laughs> we were talking often about. Uh, music and uh, we drove to Peterhead to teach that lady what was her name? Sheila. Sheila, that's right. Then she got baptized. I mean, uh, I know you mentioned it, this. Yeah, uh, Jack. Jack baptized. Bryce and I found her. That's right. We were we were the ones that chapped into her door up right. in Fraserburgh. And myself and Midgey were the ones standing in the ocean. Okay, and I knew it. Baptized. Oh my I, gosh! I think a member of, a member of Peterhead baptized her. Yeah, and we were standing standing in the ocean, like we we rolled up our trousers, <laughs> our pants, yeah. and we went in the. But we we got wet anyway, so. Right. <laughs> but it was nice. It's amazing. A nice experience. Yeah. That's and so fun because I think we I asked think Tom about Tom it, and he couldn't remember if that was something. So I'm glad that you heard it and recollected that it was you and yeah. and and Rich. It's awesome. Yeah. Then Tom also spoke about how we found the the guy of the castle. What was his name? Robert Lovey. Robert yeah, the, Lovey. Brother Lovey. Yeah. But he's, he's a, he was a famous country folk singer. He has made some records. I remember Tom searching for his records in a record store, and he found one, and he bought one. But I, I probably don't, don't remember this thing. I mean, and it was a very nice um, guy. We we tried to arrange for a joint teach with President Greens to come over to the castle, but we were never able to do that. We yeah. did one joint teach with a member of um, of the Aberdeen world. Do you remember the gypsy, the bold guy, which was kind of a poet? I don't remember his name. I think I do, but I don't remember his name. 
he would he would um, we we went took him up picked him up with our car we drove all the way to the castle and on the way to the castle he taught us many ghost stories about that castle it's, <laughs> I liked it I liked, because there were many ghost stories linked to that castle Robert told us a few it was cool I liked it yeah <laughs> And uh, see what else. Oh, uh, another funny story with uh, with Tom. So after when Tom left, he left to be an AP. So we got the call from President Greens late at, at, in the evening that he should go quite in a hurry. I think the, the next day he had to park and leave. I, there was very short notice. So I, I I think I went to Tom and said, Tom, you know, I really want to miss you, but there's one last thing we should do together. And you will never have a chance to do this. We should take the car and drive the car to Main Street because it was, I think it was Friday night, just to go about and see all the drunk people, all the ladies and... <laughs> We will stay in the car. We we are not going to go out, but just take. Uh, I think I think it was midnight or something like that. And, and we drove it's the true. Car. Friday night on Union Street was crazy. There was people everywhere. It was unreal. Uh, at, at some point, we were. I think we were forbidden to go there uh, after a certain um, time. And I have another funny story to tell. But now that I, we we, t- we talk about this, and this was actually with the. This guy over here with Andre. <laughs> so, so we were. Uh, I don't know why. We were. We found ourselves walking uh, in High Street, and I think at night. I think it was uh, a holiday or something like this. So there was lots of people walking, and many of them were drunk. Mm-hmm. Now, Andre, I want to see if you recollect this. So we were walking down the street, and uh, we saw this group of young people coming towards us. And there was there was a couple of guys and three girls, I think, and they were all like dressed up like um, sailors. It was weird. I don't know why, but of course the girls had mini mini skirts, you know, very non-existing skirts, let's say. And when they walked up to us, um, I think I don't know what what happened. I, I it, like in a blink of an eye, one of these lady turned around, lift her lift her skirt, and showed us her butt, <laughs> her bare butt. Oh my god! And we were like both like this. In shock, you know, like it flames in our eyes. I was like, "Oh man!" <laughs> I think Elvis and Koski was like grabbing my arms so hard. I think I was kind of ready with my hand, but I said, "No, I should not do this." And we we like fled away. I, I think uh, that was. It was probably like Halloween time, maybe right. I I don't know if it was Halloween or something else. I don't remember, but. I think it was plenty of people, uh, drunk people, and we found, you know, <laughs> the best of the best. <laughs> wow, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, 
Let's see what else uh, before going to the the end of the mission. I had uh, uh, some okay. Another funny story. Um, there was uh, myself and Miji, and we were driving to with the other elders from Aberdeen, which I think was Willis and um, the other guy that we mentioned earlier. Cloud. McLeod, that's right. And we went to the flats of this of the elders in Bridge of Dawn, which I don't remember who they were. And I think you, Andre, were there because you were in a threesome. <clears throat> so we drove there, and I think we found that um, the other couple of missionary was in their flat, and they were giving them each other a haircut. And when I arrived in the car, I was driving. I honked the, you know, the the klaxon. So the missionaries went uh, elder car. That's right, elder car was there. Yeah. He went out of the window, and I and I said, I screamed, you know, ah, you are busted, and everybody understood you are busted. <laughs> Instead, I was just saying, you know, innocently, you are busted because I I found out this, you know. <laughs> he was like, what? Why? He started <laughs> almost to cry. I was like, no, 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 I'm sorry. And Adam Misery was here in the car with me. He was laughing so hard. What? You said the B word. What? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Goodness, that's funny. Yeah. So. It was nice um, serving in the in the Aberdeen and Bridge of Dawn areas in the state. I, I served, as I said, most of my mission in the Highlands. I remember us going out to to lunch for lunch to Chimichow, Chimichow, uh, Jimmy Chung's. Jimmy Chung's. That's right. <laughs> all you can eat. All you can eat. Chinese <laughs> can. Yeah, it was we the perfect were, meal right after district yeah, we meeting. Were, we were obsessed with this. Yeah, I remember this. <laughs> so what else? I remember the time when Elder Brown and Elder Zinkowski went to visit us in Elgin. <laughs> yeah. You omitted something, though, Elder Zinkowski. You what? You omitted something in your recollection. Yeah, just something, not everything. <laughs> I now will tell it. I now will tell this. No, don't tell the story. Yeah, yes, yeah, please yeah. tell the story. No, hey, um, I need, no, don't <laughs> tell the story. There's nothing you can do about it. I'm going to tell it. Okay, Zach, so, we have to finish now. <laughs> you're, going to stay, you're going to stay and, and finish and actually be proud of what we did. <laughs> so, so we were we were there together. It was myself, uh, uh, Dottavio, uh, Brown, and Zinkowski. They went to be to stay with us for a few days, and so when we got together, we just relaxed a lot, and we went to uh, I think a blockbuster to get some movies. I think we we did uh, rent some movies, which I really didn't like, but. It was just for the fun of doing this. We went to the church in Elgin to take the TV. 
No, wait, wait, did we... All right, all right, go ahead. Probably yeah. there's some other story that you don't tell. Flat, okay. I, I think we saw the born identity or something like this. And uh, in the evening, we went out to, to some kind of disco bar or something <laughs> like this. <laughs> We would, of course, dress like normal, not the not the missionary attire, and we would go there. But it was really awkward because it was really early; nobody was there. We were like the only one, and just a couple of other girls. And I think he just started to dance like weirdly, as it does. Uh, but after a few minutes, I think we just walked away because there was nothing there. We didn't feel quite right, so. Walked home. <laughs> well, that's not all the story. If you're telling the story, that's uh, we we didn't. I think we went to the cinema, did we? Oh yeah, maybe we went to the cinema too. We went to the cinema and we watched one million, one, one million dollar baby. Yeah, one million dollar baby. Oh yeah, the girl was uh, Hillary Swank. Yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> but I really didn't like that movie. So, I didn't either. I didn't watch that later. It was not I, my favorite. I just for the sake of doing this, I don't, I don't know. We, <laughs> we, need, we needed, we both, we, we all needed a break, I guess, from the missionary life. So we did this kind of innocent escape. We did nothing like majorly wrong, you know. Uh, so I think it was fine. So <laughs> one thing I learned from the beginning of my mission. That I tried also uh, every day to apply it was to have fun during my mission because missionary work can be a hard work, you know, in the freezing cold and wet, uh, standing uh, many hours or, or every day can be hard, you know, getting many doors landing in your face, oppositions, not much success, not many baptisms. But I, I think I found out that if you want to enjoy yourself, you have to enjoy yourself. You have to have fun. So I always try to find my, my fun in all the small things that were, you know, at our hands. You know, like with uh, Andre singing weird songs, <laughs> marching in the street, making fun of everybody. Uh, whenever I was not able to do this, that's when I suffered the most, you know. Uh, so I guess I really tried to do this throughout my mission. And some of my companions, I would say most of my companions were were kind of in the same uh, groove as as me. A few were really not. I'm not going to say their names. But uh, it was fun. And I mean, from each companion I, I got, I really learned something. And with almost all of them, I did a really strong friendship. <clears throat> for, for Andre, I said it's, it was kind of special because it was like I was training him. And uh, we could relate so much. And uh, we had so much fun. We, we had really a great time. Um, 
and that's it. I just going to the end. I remember my last day in the mission field was one of my saddest days. You know how, as a greenie, you dream of the last day on the mission. You hear stories about missionaries going home, like doing crazy things and celebrating in crazy ways. I always, as a greenie, thought, oh, it's going, it's going to, sooner, sooner or later, it's going to be my turn. I'm going to do something like this. And it's going to be the best day of my mission going home, finally, after all this work. But when I got to it, I was miserable. Really, I remember <clears throat> that day I packed my stuff. Elder Mitchley drove me to the bus station in Aberdeen. He left me there. I went on the bus. I sat on the bus. I, the bus drove off. I waved goodbye to them. And I had this long trip because I think, I don't know how many hours four or six hours to go to Edinburgh. It was a quite a long way. Yeah. And all by I'm myself. I'm amazed you didn't take a train. I don't know why. I think uh, I took the bus. I think there was a bus that was driving directly from Aberdeen to Edinburgh. Hmm. And uh, I was by myself. I've seen, uh, you know, through the windows saying goodbye to Aberdeen, which was a town that I lived in for more than a year, you know? yeah. Uh, saying goodbye to my companions, seeing their facing faces, you know, smiling and going back, I was miserable. And then I got to the mission home. Finally, we climbed to the Pratt's Hill to do the the, the closing, you know, pray, dedicatory prayer for the mission. Uh, I think Elder Rollo and Elder Bradley left earlier. I think they left one day earlier because of. I don't know, some visa problem or something. Mm -hmm. And so I was just with Elder Cottrell, that was his name, Elder Cottrell, and the other guy, which I don't know. And uh, we stayed in the bed and breakfast. Uh, I think that the, we had the interview, I had the interview with President Williams. That was the saddest interview that I had with him. I remember. My interviews with President Reeves were, I always looked up to them, you know. It was a time for me to to have somebody to to tell everything, everything. I could, I could talk to him about everything. And he would always give me some very wise advices. And I really enjoyed talking to him. And during this last interview, I think I opened saying something like this i said uh, you know president you for you it's something that you are used to you know doing the last interview to missionaries and sending them home but for me it's the first time and i'm really really sad please help me so he tried to cheer me up but it didn't really work uh, so um yep the next day we I flew home and I was greeted by my family and friends. I was uh, I think in the evening I was uh, there was they set up this uh, church activity for my returning home. I was wearing the kilt. I did some goofing around and I always do and 
and then the normal life started. But I was talking to Andre a few days ago. How for me, bringing back memories from my mission, it's sometimes painful, hurtful, because I had the best day of my life. Um, fondest memories. I grew to love even the people, the the country, the everything, everything. Uh, that whenever I think of it, I really have. Uh, I feel homesick, you know. And yep. uh, uh, some, you know, my wife is mad at me because uh, she tells me that I never uh, tell any story about my mission, or I never watch through my mission picture, pictures. But I told her that, you know, I would start crying when I do this. <clears throat> When I think, when I see the picture, when I, I think I never read the letters the president, uh, you know, give you the, at the end of the mission, I think I never read the, the diary that I kept. I think I also never read the, you know, the tea book, the testimony book. Yeah. Because I know if I do this, especially when I'm on my own, I would start just feel bad and cry. I know that I should find a way to do this, to find joy as I, as we are doing together right now, which I'm really glad, by the way. Um, but yeah, maybe sometime, someday it will be the turn for me to tell my son. Uh, hopefully, it will, not, it will not be so hurtful for me, but uh, yeah. So, this is it. Well, honestly, Michaela, I, I can feel that just like you, like I guarantee that every one of us that's listening to this and thinking about mission memories, we all feel homesick when we think about the mission because I mean, look at, look at the relationships that we built, not only amongst the members and the people of Scotland, but the brotherhood and sisterhood that we have of the SEM. That's right. You know, that's uh, that's really a huge part of why Jack and I thought that this is something we needed to do. And we're so, so very fortunate that, uh, you know, we all have time on this earth and we get to choose how we use our time. And I love my wife, but she's questioned me sometimes on how much time I spend in these conversations. And I'm like, I love you so much, but you have no idea how much joy comes from reconnecting with um, our missionary brothers and sisters. Because, that's right. my gosh, it, it was just, it's one of those parts of life that you, you eloquently said it. it. It had an impact on all of our lives. And it truly doesn't matter where we've all gone in the world since then. We can all look back on that time with a level of love and fondness that, you know, for you, Michaela, brings tears because it's that longing of being there and enjoying those times with, with each other. But more than anything, like that has shaped who we are and forever has had an impact on 
where we will continue to project into the future. So thank you for sharing that. I really, really, I really do feel that. Thank you. I, I wanted to thank you because, as you said, you are doing a, a, a really good, uh, how can I say, service to all of us. Because without this, I think we we struggle to, to keep up. In fact, I wasn't talking to Andre for a few years. And uh, I was uh, telling Andre that I was uh, watching the YouTube video of his interview. And while I was, he was talking about me, during that video, he sent me a message on Facebook. Yeah. So we had a, a little chat that evening, and it was good. Yeah, I think the, the power of the experiences you live in a, in a mission, the spiritual experiences, fun experiences, they, they will shape you. They will. You grow. You 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 coming back. You you coming back a different man. You know, a different person. In fact, also the transition for me from missionary, from being a missionary to becoming just a normal normal member was quite hard. Sometimes mm -hmm. you know he hits you quite hard, and uh, I struggle a bit. Of I never questioned my faith. I always. Try my best, even though I'm not very good. But I try my best to keep alive, alive, uh, alive my testimony. And uh, I'm grateful for all the blessings that the Lord has given me to serve a mission, to meet the people I met in, during my mission, and to now be here working at the temple, which is the house of the Lord, literally. So yeah. It's it's a real privilege for me, and um, yeah. So thank you, thank you once again. Yeah, well, we we again appreciate you making time, and you know the tour of Rome's temple wants me to. I mean, I I long to be there, which I'm sure many, as they watch it, will feel the same way. Um. You know, one one last question that I have for you. I know you mentioned your memories of President Vrains. Do you have any specific memories of Sister Vrains that come to mind when you think of her? Yeah, I remember <clears throat> first time I saw her, actually, first time I saw both of them, I thought they were, like, huge. <laughs> Very tall. I, I remember Sister Vrains, I think she shook my hands or something. She had these huge hands, like, my hands were like looking like at the hands of a baby, a toddler, in her hands, and so I felt like, but it, it felt like a, a a safe, you know, embrace, and so I trusted her right away. I remember her doing some uh, training for the missionaries during some conference when she pulled up her big nose. <laughs> she rebuked all the missionaries of on being clean, uh, cleaning the flat, washing the dishes, washing the sheet, the bed sheets. But I remember while while I was with Andre, we looked at each other at, at the time. We, we would say, "But we do all, we do all of this. We don't need this. We actually can teach everybody else how to cook, how to cook proper food." I remember Sister Rins, you know, lovingly. She was. 
giving out this kind of recipe. And when I read this recipe, I was like, oh, oh that's good. I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to cook this. I, I can cook some <laughs> fine pasta, some other 100 dishes. Uh, I remember during my mission, my grandma, I had my grandma writing down all her recipes and send them to me. Oh, wow. So I was able to uh, cook for the same family, as I told you earlier. I was able to cook for all the zone in Aberdeen uh, during uh, one of the Christmas. I, mm -hmm. I, I, I went, I gathered all the zone, the, the elders and the sisters, and I cooked some pasta, yeah, oven baked pasta. Wow. Uh, the traditional recipe from my grandma. <laughs> I'm sure that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Sister Greens, I remember another fun fact. Uh, once we were walking down the streets, Andre and myself, and uh, I think I have a picture here to show you. Let's see if I can find it. Maybe here. There you go. Remember this, Andre? Yeah, well, we don't see the picture. But I, stretch limo. Yeah, so we were walking down the, the street, and there was this stretch limo, and uh, right next to it there was a Reliance Robin. You know the three wheel car, small yeah. car. So Andre took a picture of the limo and took a picture of the Reliance Robin because they were kind of, you know, the opposite. Yeah. And he wrote to President Reins, and he said, "Okay, President Reins, this is your car, the stretch limo." <laughs> the red robin he wrote to sister Ria. this is sister Ria's car <laughs> uh, that's actually pretty good that fits both of them very well that's hilarious so before saying goodbye some other pictures Sandra Wood this guy here I, I don't know who he is <laughs> that's awesome let's see here oh you can tell by this picture, but this is a little crowd here, and this is a little Willis. Uh -huh. Some, I think they were white berries or something on the side of the streets. Oh, the blackberries, yeah. Yeah. This is Elder Meiji. He was he was crazy about the sunglasses. He had like ten sunglasses, the weirdest sunglasses ever. And the the, the funny thing is that. Even though they were so ugly, he looked good on them. <laughs> That's right. That's Tom. Ooh, and, and the Highland Coos. I love it. <laughs> so this is, this is, I think, Helder House is, is called here. Yeah, Trevin. Yeah, that's right. We were playing some sick tunes. And this is, me and Tom, and I think this was a, a sister in Aberdeen that was feeding us every week canned food, like a, a big bowl of canned food. It was like Sister like, Mitchell. Mr. Mitchell, it, it was like a shepherd's pie or something like this. Yeah, missionary pie. Missionary <laughs> pie. That's right. That's right. Missionary pie. And so 
we would fight over who's going to uh, you know make the dishes yeah because if i was doing it i would give tom more than a half of it <laughs> he would like it would be mad and he would try to put some of his in my plate uh, on the yeah. Here you go. Here's a picture for you, Michaela. That's missionary pie right there. That's right. <laughs> so this blob, this thing that it was like, I remember going out of, of her flat, like feeling, you know, so, so filled to the, to the green. I mean, I, I remember one night she, she, she called us and she phoned us and she said, okay, Elvis, I can't have you over for, for dinner because I think her, her kitchen uh, or her oven broke down or something like this. Mm -hmm. So I'm not able to, to cook you the, the missionary pie. But she said, you can, you can come over. I will give you some money and you can go and have some fish and chips. And so we did. We were so happy that night. Like, yeah, the kind of fish and chips. <laughs> when, when I was there, this is me with Sister Mitchell and Elder Peacock. Yeah. And... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We, she had us on a rotation where she'd have missionary pie, she'd have a like a, a a typical meal, and then she'd the third week she'd give us the 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 quid to go and All get right. fish and chips, and so that was good. Missionary pie weeks were were hard, but you know you, you eat what you eat because it's being given to you sometimes, right? <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Many times in my mission, I found myself eating. Uh, you know, even though I didn't feel like it, yeah, but I, I had to, and yeah, so I think, I think once we were with the Willis and uh, and Tom, and um, I don't remember who else, we went to this family, I think it was quite a wealthy family in Aberdeen, so they were like. You know, dining in the dining room, like with all the plates, different glasses, different forks, and you know. Mm -hmm. Was it the Was it the Reedies? That's right. That's the one. Yeah. And we were like, kind of supposed to, you know, follow the etiquette, you know. Right. And it was a mess because I remember like food slipping out my plate, and I think Elder Willis didn't like something, and it put. I think it was uh, some kind of meat. He, he put this meat in the pocket of his companion. <laughs> uh, man, it was weird. I served with Elder Willis as well, and he, he would do that. We served on Orkney together for four weeks, and there was an instance where he was we were being fed, and he's like, I'm full, but Elder Hewlett's still hungry. I, I couldn't speak for myself, and so I had to eat more food because he told the people... <laughs> I was still um, hungry. <laughs> I, I, I've been in Orkney. Uh, so last the last week on, on my mission, we went, uh, myself and Nigel, we went for a, a tour of all the zone. Mm -hmm. Went in Orkney. There was the Willis and I don't remember who else. It was probably right before I got there, now that I think the, about it. Yes. The, was the pig still there? No, the the pig had been given to the the recent convert. That's right. <laughs> but because we were the ones who saved the, this poor pig, so oh we went God. to Orkney. We went to this guy to this this service. We washed the the, the pig stable. Yeah. I was about to take this pig, this small pig. It was like this pig. 
right? Taking it from the from the leg and almost putting it into the grinder. No. Like, yeah. Because he said he's, he's a smaller pig. He's right, not the, the runt. His brother are bigger. And he said, no, 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 wait, don't do it, don't do it. We'll take it, we'll take it, we'll take it. And so he, he said, okay, you can have it. I'm going to kill it so you can have it. And we brought this pig home. I remember <laughs> this. I have a picture of the pig. pig. There's the pig right there. This it was at it was at the sister's house that they had given it to that had lots of cats. And I don't remember her name for the life of me, unfortunately. But yeah, she was a recent convert. Yeah, I think she was living with lots of animals. Yeah, she had a goat. Reese didn't want to go to her house because he said that it was full of pig and filth and this yes. area like... Uh, let's say excrement in the in <laughs> her hair. So, but she was happy to, to take the pig. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I went to Thurso. I think there was other Bettridge, cousin Bettridge. Yeah. Other Fisher there. Yeah. And then I went down to Olness. And then I went down to Inverness. Oh, so. Last story, please forgive me. I have another last story about Inverness. So when Elder <laughs> West and Elder Crossan were um, their own leaders in Inverness, we had like before the moves, you know how you get all together for the zone. And uh, we decided, Elder Crossan is the craziest guy, we decided to to build a Nessie, a miniature Nessie, you know, <laughs> I heard this story so before. We, so we did with, with balloons, with black, you know, with tape, we take everything. We do with this kind of monster that, you know, and uh, they had bikes there. So we took out the tire, uh, the rear tire of a bike, and we hung the Nessie with the fishing line to the to the tire of the bike, to the rear of the bike. So uh, in and the crossings <laughs> thought, Okay, we will let Nessie on the river Ness, you know, that is uh, just by the, the chapel, you know? Yeah. yeah. So that all the people would look at it and see it, and then we would uh, wind it back so fast that it looks like it will fly over the water. So we tried to do that. So this morning we went there, I think we were like six of us, six missions. And uh, myself and Elder Clausen were the ones that needed to put Nessie on the water and wipe it back. But the cur we didn't we didn't thought about the current. The the, the, the current was so strong that yeah. ripped about everything. So this Nessie went down the river. Other two missionaries were uh, on the main uh, bridge that mm -hmm. was near the chapel. And it was quite a uh, busy time of the day. So many people were there and, and missionaries there. I think there was Ella West or somebody else. They're like, oh, look over there. There is Nessie. And all the people started to look, take pictures. And even they somebody called and, they, and somebody called the police. Oh, my because gosh. You don't, you, how do you know what's inside a black bag floating in the river? Maybe it's a dead body. <laughs> Oh my God. So Elder uh, West called us, you know, quick guys, run because the police is coming. And we heard the police 
on, on, the, on the street passing by. We were just down the river. We packed everything. We, we went, we ran to the car and we ran to the, the flat. We stayed there. We didn't move for a day. And we were so scared. I, I had heard that story. So that's a legendary story. I think Elder Clausen told it to me later in the mission when he was, I think he was his own leader in Dundee at, the, at that point. But I have heard that story. It's really funny. Yeah. Elder Clausen was, was crazy, man. He had these crazy ideas. <laughs> and I, I would follow him, whatever he, he, he would tell him. Elder, <laughs> Campbell, Elder Campbell was there. Okay. And Elder Campbell, he was kind of a grumpy, you know, he was, he was like, no, you shouldn't do this. Oh, no, I'm not going to do that. No, I'm going to tell President. <laughs> he said, you know, screw you, Elder Campbell, do whatever you want. We're going to do that anyway. Poor, poor Elder Campbell. I mean, he was a, a nice guy. He just tried to to be, you know, the only one who's sensible, who, who's mature, but we didn't succeed in that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, Michaela and Andre, thank you so much again for coming and spending some time with us. And your memories, I'm certain, will be well received. Your name, uh, Michaela has been mentioned by many, many people who you had an influence on in the mission. And those that are listening, I'm sure will be thrilled to both listen and also see where, what you've been up to. So um, I'm going to say thank you again. We love you. You are our brother in Scotland. And more than anything, please keep in touch and vice versa. When, when that trip to Rome comes up, I promise I will be there and I will let you know. So Yes, absolutely. Yourself and whoever watches this. Oh yeah. I I I think I think uh, that's a great thing. We will certainly be able to disperse information and be you able know, to keep them in touch with you so that they can send an email or however to get in touch. That would be amazing. We can go out and have some proper uh, pasta dishes. Typical, <laughs> typical Rome pasta dishes. There you go. That sounds great. Well, again, we love you. Thank you again for your time tonight, and we will talk more soon, all right? Thank you. Love you all. Right. all. Cheerio. Bye. Cheerio. Bye. Bye.